down to dunk. And I'm down to dunk. I'm down to dunk. This is J Dub, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shakeups Alexander, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lindy Waters, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscal, and I'm down to dunk. This is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. This is Kenneth Williams, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. We say this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as always, on Mondays, my good friend, Michele Barrett. Michele, what's up? Well, we had three amazing days. Um, <laughs> you can't, you can't laugh like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> you I ruined my intro. I'm I, bad. I, I I'm was bad. all prepared I to repeat. Um, but seriously, like third day of free agency, um, we have Mitchich. There are a lot of people coming into OKC, like Jack White, um, Paddy Mills, Oladipo, Bertans. I mean, it's um, it's like I. I don't particularly care who sticks and who doesn't, yeah. but there is a feel that the next three months will be important, not just to see how Chet looked like, which is something that we'll do in the next 12 hours, mm-hmm. um, oh. but also to understand who sticks. Like, uh, these, are these just like uh, acquisition talent, well, not talent, sorry, asset acquisition uh, moves, or can Paddy Mills fit into, uh, I don't know, 11th? kind of guy yeah i mean that's the thing is that they've acquired players outside of oladipo they've acquired players that can play that is is it hard to imagine patty mills on the thunder um no no it's not so (laughs) it's it's actually quite easy because we saw a very similar uh player in isaiah joe and if you watch Isaiah Joe, would it be bad to have more of those guys? Plus a really good locker room guy in Patty Mills. Plus he's an Aussie. An Aussie. Wow. They got three Aussies on the team now. Like, why wouldn't you want to to do that? Yeah, no, I mean it's great. Uh number one greatest thing though is that we get to see Chet play basketball tonight in Utah. Um, it's gonna be very exciting. The summer league roster roster is stacked. We're gonna talk about that in the middle of the show. But let's talk a little bit about these acquisitions first. Before we do that, I do want to let everybody know that on Saturday in Las Vegas, so if any of you guys that are listening are going to be in Las Vegas, on Saturday, July 8th at 4 p.m. at the BetMGM Sportsbook in the MGM Grand Hotel, we're doing a meet and greet for the Athletic NBA show. We'll go ahead and call it a down-to-dunk meet and greet too because I'll be there. And then we will have all the no-dunks guys at the sports book at, at the MGM Grand as well. So come hang out with us. Uh, we'll talk basketball. And we'll just we'll be there for, for a little while. I uh, would love to, to see you there. I've already had some dunkers reach out to me after I sent the tweet out saying they were going to be there. So that's great. would love to see as many of you guys there as possible. So yeah, 4 o'clock on Saturday, July 8th at the Bet MGM Sportsbook at the MGM Grand. Okay. Now that you said all this, I can't wait to be back in Vegas. Um, yeah. I mean, in the next two, three years. I should probably do it. I should probably find a way to do it. Yep. You should. It's, that would be great. I would love to have like you Even there. for normal guys. I mean, I've been there twice, and it's it's something that is freaking unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, we got Mark Wakefield saying he can't wait. He'll be there. Awesome. Great. Wow. Can't wait to see you there. Uh, Okay, so yesterday at uh, 12.57 p.m., Adrian Wojnarowski tweeted, Oklahoma City is acquiring Brooklyn guard Patty Mills as part of a broader deal with Houston. Sources tell ESPN the Thunder will receive draft compensation to take on Mills' $6.8 million expiring deal. And then Yossi Goslin um, quote tweeted it saying that the Thunder had $7.1 million remaining in cap space. So this will pretty much take them out. And it also would signal that Micic is being signed with OKC's room mid-level. So all good stuff. 
I would guess it's more second round picks coming from Brooklyn to OKC, which mm-hmm. is what they got for the old Depot trade. And it was interesting because I I actually thought Patty Mills would help Houston quite a bit, but Houston was trying to clear space so that they could get Brooke Lopez and ended up trading three players, just kind of just giving them away, including Ty Ty Washington, Usman Garuba, and Josh Christopher, and just just jettisoning them along with not taking on the Mills deal so that they thought they could get uh, Brooke Lopez. Lopez ends up going back to Milwaukee, and then they sign Dylan Brooks to just an outrageous deal. But I thought Patty Mills would help Houston. I thought those, oh, okay, yeah, like bringing in a shooter and a veteran and somebody that somebody else in the guard position that could help, even if he doesn't play a ton. And now I kind of think the same thing for OKC, although they don't have a ton of roster spots, and it would mean mm-hmm. they'd have to make some pretty tough decisions. But again... They don't have to make these decisions until October and until training camp is over. So they could bring in Patty Mills. Like, let's see how he looks. Let's see what he's yeah. feeling. Let's see if he, I mean, does he even want to play for this team? I don't know. I mean, it, we're starting to see that guys do want to play for this team. Mitic wouldn't come over here if he didn't want to play for this team. And so yeah. maybe there's an opportunity there. And the young guys that are development projects are going to start to feel the squeeze a little bit. Certainly Trey Mann is going to start to feel squeezed a little bit and needs to perform well in summer league and needs to perform well in camp. Uh, Poku and Jang are going to start feeling the squeeze a little bit because they have a lot of guys that can play a lot of different positions on the roster. Uh, it's a good thing. you know. It's a good thing that they have that going on, but just something to keep in mind. Uh, thoughts on the Mills deal specifically, McKelly? I mean, depending on the actual compensation, uh, protection and whatnot, it can be a good deal, a normal deal. I don't think that this in every, if you watch it from every possible angle, this is not a bad deal. Like it's probably market price to get two seconds. Um, if those are good seconds, like if even one of them is in thirties, then it's a, then it's a nice deal for OKC. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that if you can put good veterans around a young team, and Patty has been in very good spots, like he has been in San Antonio for such a long time. He knows how to be around a very high-level winning team. And if he wants to stick, um, then it's even a better one. Um, Like to me, if you tell me tomorrow that he is rerouted somewhere else or is going to be waived and he wants to play somewhere else, good. Uh, you got the two seconds, which is a nice asset to have. Yeah, it's the reason that you did it, you know. And if and yeah. if he can play, great. If not, it's really no big deal. And he can probably yeah. go play somewhere else, you know. And yeah, but might- if he wants to stay, I, I I I can believe he wants to go to Phoenix for the minimum con for the minimum. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it's um it's his choice, and it's a choice that many will make. If he yeah. wants to go to Denver to try to be part of the guys who replace Bruce Brown. That is also something that I would love to do. Uh, like, these teams will compete for championships. OKC tomorrow is not competing for one. Yeah. So I, I believe that this, these are the deals that you have to do in this position. You try to put guys that if they want to stay, they can, they can be functional to your ecosystem of mm-hmm. basketball. Mm-hmm. If they are not... That's like you had the asset. Yeah. I, I'd i argue that I would kind of rather have Patty Mills around, you know. Oh, me too. Than some young projects um, at this point. Just because like the young projects that you have, you kind of know what you've gotten a lot of these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, also, they're expiring. And I just, I just wonder, because they've got over 35 million in expiring contracts now. Mm-hmm. And... I just wonder if having those expirings around the deadline are just going to be really valuable with teams wanting to avoid the second apron with teams that maybe discover that they're maybe they're paying a ton of money for their roster and need to get out of some money where the thunder can be like, Hey, we've got, you know, take your pick of expiring contracts 
all you have to do is give us back a first round pick. And then, yeah. and then we're, we're good to go. This is how the NBA actually used to work back in the day is that expiring contracts were valuable. For a moment, just a brief moment, when you mentioned the 35 million, I said, oh no, Andrew is drifting. Is drifting towards the bottom. No, no, it's, uh, no, 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 no. Accumulation. I think. Moment. I think a I lot of people. Just for a yeah. split of a second. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned thirty-five oh. minutes. Wow, he's getting there. Wow. No, I don't. I don't think so. Unless something crazy. Unless some crazy opportunity presented itself. Let's go crazy. What's the crazy opportunity? Come on, come on. Let's dream for a second. No, no one will remember. We're just in uh, a safe. I don't safe even place. know. I mean, if they were, if. Toronto was just like, hey, just all we need is like a first and like one of your young guys back to get Pascal Siakam. You know? Oh no. This is Andrew, we are dreaming. Like, is this your dream? Like no, the trade? No, 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 no. I I don't okay. think I really just don't think that's even in the cards. But Yeah, but for a second you had a dream. Just for a second I, I had I, a dream. I can't possibly believe it's Siakam. Siakam like, come on, be... Siakam doesn't even fit very well. He doesn't shoot the basketball very well. I know, I know. What's the but dream? he's expired. I'm just trying to think of something realistic, you know. Who cares? <laughs> like it's a dream. Like if something crazy, like like what? Like is there is there a player that may be available that you can say? Oh, I've said so many times that I don't have to push the bottom, but it's so juicy, and I don't have to pay too much. <laughs> Is there is there a player that um, will make yourself at least doubt I everything mean, that you what I you build? I I would want more shooting is what I would want. So mm-hmm. in that way, like Siakam doesn't make sense. Also, he's expiring. I mean, you're not going to re-sign Pascal to the deal that he wants. No, you know. So that one is kind of out. I mean, I just I don't even know. <laughs> I'm not good at I'm not good at this anymore. I feel like I used to be really good at this for the Thunder, but now I'm like, okay. I feel like well, I understand what is Andrew what is and isn't dream. realistic. Um, I'm just trying to think of like who's desperate. You know, like what team is desperate is not going to be as good as they think they are, and is going to be desperate to get off of money. I mean. I mean, I think that you could easily, 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 and this is not a dream. This is just like, hey, things aren't going well in Atlanta, mm-hmm. you know, and you could go get one of probably Clint Capella, DeAndre Hunter, or Bogdan Bogdanovich for almost like, I think you could get them for almost nothing. Yeah. If not for, the, if not, not pushing the button, if not them paying you for the expiring contracts, you know. Because Capella's like two more years at 20 per. I mean, if you needed us, if you got through halfway through the year and you're like, oh my gosh, look at the way the chat moves. In that case, Atlanta will have to give you picks to complete that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like... No, I, I, I mean, guys, we have reached a point where Andrew can no longer dream about something that is drifting like onto <laughs> pushing this button is just saying okay let's dream i need two picks for clean capella <laughs> no no this this is the opposite we were we're trying to push you and saying okay this if, if this guy <laughs> if this guy will, will be there i'm with my finger on the button and say oh i don't have to do it <laughs> this is what i'm talking about this is what what's okay what do you what do you got what do you got I have no idea. Uh, there are no <laughs> players that I like that can eat the open market because um, I I would love to do it for young. Yeah, I mean I I think that I mean I see people saying Aiton. I mean Aiton makes too much. Aiton makes too much money. No, and what what dream is that? He doesn't That's fit a, any. It's not a player that you would want. In the, like Markkanen can be a guy. Yeah, but they're not um, trading Markkanen. Like that's no, just not. not. That's not. not. It's no. not feasible to to think yeah. that they would trade Markkanen. Um, I mean, I look at like Portland, like Portland is soon going to be selling guys off, but they just don't have anybody that I'd want. No, I I read in the chat Ingram. I don't think that they will. They're not trading Ingram. That's just not going to happen. What about Minnesota and their core? Can they dismantle? I mean, they're going to trade towns at some point. 
I don't like that. Well then, I don't like that. well then, like what else is there? <laughs> oh, there is Edwards, but they they will not move it. Well, they just they just signed him to a new deal. Exactly. That's max. the perfect. That, that's the perfect way to trade for. Um, yeah, no, that that will actually make me think about it. Like if you can get Edwards for I don't know whatever. Yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, I know. They got team. That's, you got team control for too long. Um, yeah, that's that, just not. That happening. is what dreams are for. Anything reasonable, we would just say no. Yeah, <laughs> it has to be dreamy. This it has is, to be like shiny. I've got no dreams. My dreams have been crushed. Here's the thing. Okay. Here's the thing. I do think that this you want to first see before you have dreams. You want to first see what what is this Thunder roster? Where are the deficiencies? How good are these players? Like if ever like everybody thinks J Dub is going to be a star, if they discover that J Dub is a star and that Chet is a star and that Giddy is like right around there, like that's your team. And now you need to figure out and look at what Denver did this past year. They just figured out exactly what they needed around their guys. And now that yeah. that would be the Thunder having more stars and more power offensively than what Denver did. And so. That's where you just need to sit back and wait. And this is what the Thunder are doing. Like they're they use all their cap space in order to acquire more picks down the road. And I would guess that they are pushed as far as 2030. Yeah. Just saying, like, please just give us stuff as far in the future as possible. That's what we want. Those are the things that we want. And that's how they're handling their business. And a lot of people were upset. I had several people upset with me saying, like, Hey, they should go get Brooke Lopez. They should do this. I just don't think the Thunder's eyes are even on that. I think that what they want more than anything is to be able to build something that's sustainable. And that starts with what do we have on this roster today? And how can we add to it? And they're adding, and they're do, and that's where like some of the trades I'd mentioned is kind of doing the same thing they're doing now is adding to the team while also adding picks to your future and adding guys that could possibly play for you. And that's and that's what I think is happening. I mean, they they have acquired a player in Patty Mills. They've got Micic. They've, we'll talk about Jack White in a minute. Who knows with that? But they've added shooting to this roster while also not giving up anything except for cap space which is an asset to a degree, but not as much in Oklahoma City. They've added picks and shooting without giving up without giving up any picks, which is pretty outstanding when you think about it that way. They added Kaysan in the draft, which is great. They, they've done a pretty tremendous job, and they have $35 million in expiring, which could be used to acquire more picks, which could be used um, to... Go get a player. Who knows what they'll do? But it's pretty outstanding what they've done. Um, a, yeah. a surprise on July 1st at 5.55 p.m., uh, our own Sham Sharania tweeted, Australian forward Jack White has agreed to a two-year deal with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, talks about his agent. And then negotiates the deal to bring the former... Nuggets two-way wing to OKC. Um, from things that I've heard, take this for what it's worth, it's a two-year deal that consists of a team option on year two and mm-hmm. a partial guarantee on year one. So yeah. to me, this is not necessarily the Thunder saying, we want to have Jack White on the roster next year for sure. I think it's, hey, come in to camp. Let's let's get you in there and see how you play. I think he's a great, personality-wise, I think he fits great um, mm-hmm. from what I've heard about him. Uh, good locker room guy, a guy they would like to just have around as a good personality. But a wing that could help in situations, but more of like into the bench guy and also a contract that I don't, that I think could be easily cut similar to like what Frank Jackson was a few years ago where a lot of people like thought a lot of Frank Jackson and had this two year deal, but 
it's just com- you can just cut it completely pretty easily. So yeah, um, yeah. Well, if it's a partial guarantee in year one, it may be like something where if you are with the team um, after the first day of regular season, then your contract becomes fully guaranteed for the year, something like that. Yeah. Or or even or even later. I mean, there are contracts. Uh, these are not very common because they're very penalizing for players, but there are like contracts that have full guarantee date after a few months of regular season. Um, if I'm, if I remember correctly, the one with Frank Jackson had a first day of regular season kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, these things are, I think, the right use of time and resources mm-hmm. uh, for OKC. Like you have a player that he is athletic. Um, he's a really good dunker. He proved in last year's G League season that he can be a bit of a shooter. Um, he is good enough on the free throw line. So you have a well-rounded wing that is about six seven, I would say. Yeah. Um, and he can play a similar role that of Kenrich, like yeah. a glue guy, connective tissue, um, a guy that, again, uh, was good enough in blocking shots in the NBL. Um, I don't remember from the top of my head the GDX stats in terms of defense, but he's a guy that, hey, works hard, competes. Um, similarly to not having enough playmakers, you really are going to use guys that are 6'7", 6'8", on your bench that can defend, can maybe defend two, three positions, can hit an open shot, and can play defense. Um, if you collect playmakers and versatile defender who can be guys that make the extra pass, that don't stop the ball. So if you if you mix those two types, you have a very flexible roster. And and again, he's in the same mold of Aaron Wiggins, um, mm-hmm. Kenrich. Um, can yeah. he be better than, than them? We'll see. I don't know. Um, yeah. Again, I, it seems that over the, over the past three podcasts, I'm going to be the new Aaron Wiggins hater. I'm not. Um, I'm just going to, to state the fact that there are a lot more players that can play the similar role that he had last season. And so yeah. it's going to be tricky. If he beats them all, this is an awesome news for both OKC and, and Aaron Wiggins. Yeah. But he has competition for that spot and for those minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I asked Adam Mares, um at DNVR about uh, Jack White and just his overall thoughts on him. Uh, he said he's got tools to be a stretch four kind of guy, similar to like what you said about Kenrich, but he's more, he's a role player, like seventh, eighth, eighth or ninth guy, uh, but competes at a really high level. Can switch some too on defense, which is good. Um, he's got some tools. He said there are reasons to believe that he can be a shooter um, mm-hmm. that hasn't really manifested itself in, in game uh, a whole lot yet, but you know, this is a it's a swing on another like role player that's got good enough size and can play and this is kind of what the Thunder are leaning toward, like play small ball. You know, Jack yeah. White is like a small ball four. Yeah. And can switch onto some threes. But if you want to continue to play small, they're gonna continue to plug in guys that can kind of fit that, hey, play fast, make decisions, run up and down the court, play hard on defense. That's the kind of guy Jack White is. And so I think it's a it's a good swing. Again, I also believe that the way the contract is structured, that he could be easily let go if if need be. Mm-hmm. If if like Trey Mann or somebody like shows out in summer league and plays really well, it's like okay, or Jeremiah Robinson Earl is like lights it up yeah. from three. And you're like, oh, okay, like he's he's clearly improved. Yeah. enough here or maybe jre and trey just don't look like they made any progress from last year and they're about the same it's like okay well we're going to cycle in two other guys instead of them onto yeah. the roster and try these guys out you know they're just the thunder are giving themselves options if the league mm-hmm. allows you to carry 20 players on your roster throughout the summer why would you not carry 20 players into camp yeah that's they want to have a look at everybody. I mean, and if they if they allowed them to have 30 guys on the roster, you better believe the Thunder would have 30 guys on the roster right now. Yeah, if they make sense, yes. And they will 
again, they will be paid. Uh, they will take chances because it's clear that probably this will um, reduce the choices that Jack White has for next season. But still, I mean, this is a good deal. By the way, um, I watched yesterday this GD. I, I look at the stats and I do remember they were so good. Um, he averaged 21 points in 34 minutes, shooting 54% from the field, 41% from three. 74% from the line, I'm approximating a bit. Um, 9.6 rebounds, almost four offensive rebounds, 1.8 assists, 1.5 turnovers, and 0.9 steal, 0.8 blocks. So it's, again, the um, Denver Nuggets G League team was horrible, like mm -hmm. minus 10 uh, per game um, on average. So it's not that... <clears throat> Sorry, these stats means a whole lot. But like to be able to shot 41% from three on almost five attempts in 14 games is better than nothing. So um, I can see why you can think about him having a potential to be a shooter. And like, why not taking a chance on, on a guy like that? Yeah. Yeah. And on top of that, Josh Giddy thinks he's good. So that's Josh Giddy. Great been active on twitter lately saying that he thinks chet's going to be the rookie of the year that jack white can play yeah it's great um yeah it, it's options it's like good options for the thunder down the road um and we'll see uh, okay let's take a quick break when we come back we'll talk about the we'll do summer league preview talk about the roster talk about what's up with caisson talk about um utah and vegas right after this And we're back after that quick break. The Thunder released their Summer League roster a couple days ago. Uh, it includes a Jared Butler is on the roster who held the two-way spot for the Thunder last year. Usman Jang. Tanner Groves, who played uh, at OU. Uh, mm -hmm. Obviously, Chad Holmgren. Uh, Keontae Johnson, second-round pick of the Thunder. Hunter Maldonado, who played at Wyoming. Uh, Trey Mann is on the roster. Caleb McConnell, who played for Rutgers. Uh, Daquan Plowden, who played at Bowling Green. Don't really know Daquan Plowden. Uh, Jemias Ramsey, who's played for Texas Tech, but has been on the OKC Blue. Uh, yeah. Is going to get buckets. Believe it. Uh, JRE is also... It, it's, it's, um, it's good that the Thunder can get JRE and Trey Mann to play Summer League. Uh, however... However, third-year summer league guys is not uh, ideal. Um, yeah, it shows kind of where they're at with the Thunder and their development. It's like, hey, we're putting you on the summer league team. Let's get it together, guys. Come on, here we go. Come on, um, Jaden Shackelford um, played at Alabama. Another G League guy. Yep, another G League guy. Uh, Zaire Shooter. Zaire Smith. We got two Texas Tech guys on this. Uh, Zaire Smith, yeah. process sixer. Uh, that's very interesting. The guy who was picked um, instead of Mikael Bridges. Mikhail, yeah, instead of Mikael Bridges. Yeah, they made a trade for him to acquire that a was pick. One of the weirdest moments in Sixers history. It's like, one of there the, it's that have one. been plenty, but like Mikael Bridges was the perfect player for that roster. Oh my gosh! Perfect. And it was apparent to almost everybody that night. His mother, his mother worked used for to work for for the Seventy Sixers, mm -hmm. and you trade him for what? An athletic guard who doesn't shoot the basketball, and for sure, any six doesn't fit with either. And he almost died. He almost died because well, he that, was that, allergic. That is, I mean, yeah, I'm just saying. That, he, what was it? He was allergic to poppy seeds, something like that. Yeah, that that rings a bell. Yeah, I don't I'm know. not sure if, if it's correlated to other weird stories. Uh, I don't yeah. remember. Yeah. Um, okay. That's it. That is at least an interesting note <laughs> that he is on the Thunder Summer League roster. Yeah. Um, kind of cool. Uh, a J. Uh, obviously, both Jalen Williams, both of them are on the roster. Justice Suing. I don't know who that is. Played for Ohio State. Yeah. And then uh, KJ Williams, just to. Uh, Give the Thunder another Williams, who's a 6'10 yeah. forward from Louisiana State. Um, I, I don't, Jonathan Grant in the chat, 
Is Jack White going to play summer league? I don't know the answer to that. Um, he seems like a guy that would play summer league if he could. So mm-hmm. I would not be surprised to see his name pop up. Uh, the name Kason uh, Wallace is not on there. Uh, I think Kason will play in Vegas for sure. I don't think he'll be allowed to play in Utah, which is fine because I don't yeah. know that we're going to get big minutes from everybody. So in from Utah to Vegas, I think we're going to see more rotation players in Utah. Um, yeah, than we will in Vegas. By now, the I, way, this is the same thing we said last year, and then Giddy played. Yeah, the majority of both. I was gonna say. However, TBD. Yeah, on who plays in Vegas and how many games. My my guess is that those dudes are gonna want to play in Vegas yeah. as well. That would be my guess. I don't know how many of them will. J Dub might be like, "Hey, it's been cool." I uh, don't want to do this. Or he might say like, hey, I want to go out there and show everybody what I'm doing. Because it is, I've never been to the Utah Summer League, but I just have to imagine it's a much different atmosphere from yeah. Utah to uh, to Vegas. The Orlando one was, I remember, I, I had never been, never been there, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a couple of friends that were there and said, yeah, that is really focused on just basketball. There's just nothing like Vegas. It's, yeah. it's, yeah, staying in the gym all day, um, not very media friendly. A lot of people just watching, and yeah, it's um, it's different. I expect you to, to be similar to that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's gonna be really fun to see who plays. But I mean, the summer league roster is stacked. Yeah, not only with I'm rationally mm-hmm. excited for Jay Will. Um, I don't know why? Okay, I you know I do you? I just yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm of course. Chet is the main uh, point of emphasis Chet here. And J-Dub Jang and J Dub and yeah, I know. But Jay will. I, I feel that Jay 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 will can give you the best emotions on the court in terms yeah. of being excited to be there, just being the man in in Vegas. Because I, I thought that last year, I mean, I didn't even remember him to be honest. Yeah, it was just silent. And I and I feel that this year he has more of a role more of a character and the booms the the fact that he can take charges um it will just be like great to watch of course chet is the is the story everyone wants to see chet on the court and everyone wants to see like chet and j-dub play yeah. together well i want to see I mean, chet and j will play together too which is yeah. not something that we cared about or thought about at all last summer um I do think that they have a skill set that kind of matches up a little bit if Jay Will can hit, you know, spot up threes like he did last year. If he can do that, that's an interesting pairing there because of the passing um, yeah. that exists from, from Jay Will. I mean, to have a, to ha- people forget in a play in game, in a high pressure environment, 10 8 and 8 from Jay Will and hit yeah, like and a couple of booms. Hit and a meaningful boom at that down the stretch of that Pelicans game. He was really good, and I think people certainly underrate him in what he can be moving forward. But just seeing, I mean, I would guess that he and Chet would start alongside each other if they're looking to kind of maximize a, a look with those guys. I mean, I would, I mean, I would guess Trey would start too. And J Dub, and then I would put Oos with those guys and just kind of see yeah, what they can do. Which is the CJ, DCJ, D57. That's a very complicated handle here in the chat. <laughs> um, Suggests the same starting unit. Um, can you imagine, like, if Trey doesn't start, it's it's a it's a red, red, red flag signal. Like, yeah, he has to. Yeah. I'm quite sure that J Rob will not start because, again, J Will is. Just magnificent. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that's a that's an interesting like jumbo lineup there to have Jang at the three and J Dub at the two, but like that's yeah. that's the versatility that Thunder provide where yeah where people think like oh my gosh Thunder playing so small but the thing is they can play really big at positions that other teams aren't playing big at, mm-hmm. and so you can kind of mitigate that like small size at the five 
with size uh, at every other position, which is kind of what the Thunder have been doing. So, yeah. yeah. I, I would expect there to be moments with Chet and J-Dub where it's like, oh, my gosh, what are they doing here? You know, I expect to hear yeah. those words from somebody that's, like, not covering the Thunder or following the Thunder. It's like, what are they doing here um, in Summer League? So, Because th- there are players that aren't playing. Like, Christian, Christian Brown's not playing for Denver in Summer League, which I think is a mistake. But Yeah, I mean, he was, I mean, of course, title guy. But, hey, it's fun. I mean, of course, Denver can't really afford to lose Brown for a stupid injury during summer league. He's just, they, they just can't. He's too Yeah, but you can get them. injured in training. Like, you can get injured, you know, tripping yeah, over a bag it, like Carlos Boozer did, you know. I yeah, but I, it, sure. <laughs> also in the shower. Who, who did? Is that Derek Rose? That tripped in the shower? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it was a very silly one. Um, but hey, I, I, I get that. I get that he and team said, okay, you, you you can go there and have fun. But to be honest, I just we just want to preserve you because we just lost our insurance card off the bench. And, mm-hmm. and to be like, they didn't replace him. Right. I mean, Reggie is not a Bruce Brown replacement. I don't know why they signed him. Maybe because, hey, let's do this and then hope that anything, literally anything, pops up that we can, like, just add to the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I respect that. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I, I think that we're going to see some interesting stuff there. Um, I'm excited to see what they look like together. I think specifically Chet for the first time since summer league last year that we've seen him in an environment like this, getting to see what his shot looks like, getting to see what his handle looks like. I think he's, I think we could have a moment similar to last year where we're all sitting there watching and you see him just like, wait a minute. Like what, what do we have here? I think that could happen again. I think J dub's confidence is like super high and, I think he wants to show off some stuff too. I think the the big X factor for me is like, what does Usman Jang look like in this environment? He's one that I want to see several games in Utah, you know, a couple games in Utah, and then see him play three or four games in Vegas and like really get yeah. a good look at what you've got. Whereas with Chet and J-Dub and even J-Will, it's like, okay, guys, way to go. You know, you guys played three summer league games you're done. Like, let's, let's go practice. Like, let's go yeah. get with the team and, and then let's see what these other guys got. Cause a part of it is they just want to see who else they can fill up their G league team with. So mm-hmm. like Zaire Smith, is he somebody that could be on the G league team? You know, KJ Williams and, you know, bring Jaden Shackelford back and Hunter Maldonado and those kind of guys. Like, can we bring those guys to our G league team? That's kind of what that's, what this is for. You know, since they already have filled up their roster with 20 guys, you know, it's not necessarily exhibit 10 guys that they're looking for, but it's like, who else can we put in the G League? And, you know, yeah, are they going to find success there? They've had guys have success. So um, David Akinyoye, who is a uh, assistant coach for the Thunder, is going to be the head coach for... Yeah the G league team or for the summer league team, which is, which is cool. They, they cycle guys in and out. It was Cam Woods last year. Uh, it's Akin yeah. this year, the year before is Grant Gibbs. Um, also, but, also bliss. Didn't he yeah. Dave bliss a couple of years ago. Yes. Dave bliss as well. Uh, and Dave bliss was on the summer league staff last year. I, he's not this year. It's Akin It's Grant Gibbs. It's Eric Maynard and Cam Woods. So, Interesting uh, coaching staff there, like all kind of staples of the Thunder coaching staff. Um, so that's cool. Uh, and then the roster is extremely interesting, top to bottom. You know, getting to see extended minutes of Jared Butler, you know, yeah. with the Thunder, I think is going to be interesting. Who may be also part of the G League program next year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think that's totally possible. 
And then who's going to take that third two-way spot? Or who's going to take any of the two-way spots? I mean, they can, sh- yeah. they can, you know, cycle through these. Maybe Jared Butler doesn't look good. And they're like, yeah, never mind. We'll try somebody else out here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's This is also kind of a tryout for that. You know, so yeah. uh, it's very interesting. It's going to be very fun to watch. They do play tonight, and uh, it's very, very, very exciting. But uh, any any other thoughts on the summer league roster? Um, no. Um, again, I already expressed my um, dream to see Jay Will popping. Um, and and yeah, I I, I really hope that the Kason thing will be sold and he can play in uh, in Vegas because that is something that I want to see. Especially, I mean, it would be awesome if he can play even just fifteen minutes, ten minutes with J Dub, just yeah. to see how it looked like with J Dub and uh, Chat. If you could play those, three, yeah, yeah, that'd yeah, that'd be great. Just for a second, just to see how he moves around J Dub, how they can play a little bit together. That would be very interesting to me. And if he's just playing with Jay Will in Vegas and and Us, great as well. Um, I think there is a ton of value there as well. Jack White, uh, again, I, I really hope that he plays as well in Vegas because I mean, when you get to game yeah. five six in Vegas, it's you need to see some fresh leg and see some guys that are actually competing and not just the last five guys of the roster, which is really not entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without a doubt. It's useful for the team and for the GD environment, but not really for anyone else. Yeah. I uh, excited that to see that Chet is 208 pounds and that Us is 220 pounds. We'll see. Uh, Toy Man was beefy as well at the beginning of the season, and then he slimmed down and he lost everything. So um, yeah. I need to see how that translates. Like weight is very important, but I really want to see from from Ooze, for example. I want to see how he uses his body, no matter how, of the weight. Like, yeah, he could look like the rock, and but if he's still gonna avoid contact, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Um, and if he does that just on offense, but defensively is more physical, then it's already an answer. Because even like we don't remember, um, but Ooze was mainly. A defensive prospect in NBL with mm-hmm. some nice things offensively, but it was not. Again, he, similar to Rupert, he was uh, coached by a guy who is a defensive first kind of guy. Um, uh, and I remember watching him and discussing it with you. Like it seems that there are two players: one that plays defense and he's very aggressive. Um, he is diligent, and on the other side, there is a guy who. He's basically off until he gets the ball, and then, boof, he revitalizes and he's live again, and he can just dribble the ball and or take a shot. Um, and so I really want to see if defensively, um, granted, Summer League is not really um, a place where you can yeah. play defense. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but Chet was really hard defensively, yeah. uh, like playing really hard last year. Mm-hmm. So I want to see that for Jan from Jang in the first place. And then offensively, I need him to take um, a little bit of an aggressive offensive role. He can take possessions after possession. He did it already in uh, uh, garbage time with OKC. Mm-hmm. I want to see him commanding possessions and be aggressive. That was decisive. Um, yeah, that is something that if, if that happens, if this is the version of Jang that we get, then this becomes really interesting. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, we all waiting for chat to happen and we almost we are almost sure that that will happen yeah that chat will be the next great thing in okc mm-hmm. but jang is a almost a forgotten player and yeah. if he becomes something and by something i mean a reliable role player it changes the equation quite a bit if he's a starter oh it changes. Then, it, then it completely shifted towards something that we can't really parse today yeah if he, if he somehow becomes the thunder starting four yeah that would be ballistic then they've done something that no other team has maybe ever done before like drafting a full starting five basically in in three drafts yeah it's it's just not been done and like and i don't think that that will is likely to happen i don't but, think so either i don't i would not expect that 
but the possibility still sits out there for Us to take it. Yeah. And they're going to give him the opportunity. And this is why you also don't press the button now because if Us becomes a good player and you go and trade for Siakam or for, for whoever and you've just basically taken all their minutes off the table, you know, yeah. you're already taking minutes off the table for a lot of guys, you know, like guys are losing opportunities and the will is opportunities going into this next season. That's going to happen. Absolutely yeah. going to happen. Yeah. But you don't want to tail lost every opportunity. Yeah. Like it's just two seasons and then, okay. You don't want to, yeah. You don't want to cut somebody's legs out from under them before they have a chance to really do something. You just don't want to do that. And I don't think the Thunder want to do that either. And this is going to go slower than what some people are comfortable with. And that's just going to have to be okay. Because like patience is going to be key to building a contender in Oklahoma City. You're not yeah. going to... You don't want to make that trade this year. And you, you may end up being like Cleveland, which looked great in the regular season. But then when you got to the playoffs... Like those guys didn't have the eye of the tiger. They didn't have everything they yeah, needed to the win. Game. They couldn't beat yeah. a Knicks team that was just okay. Like that Knicks yeah. team wasn't some great shakes. Like they they were just okay. And they absolutely did not look ready for the moment. And so you don't want to push the button when they're not ready for the moment. Like let's first see, and this is what I would be my guess as to what the Thunder want to see before they push the button, is can we see that these guys have it? Like yeah. Shay, Giddy, J-Dub, Chet. Let's see that they have it first and aren't looking at one another like, okay, who's going to do this? But like, no, like we've got this. That's what that Thunder team did before when they played against the Lakers. There was no doubt in anybody's mind after that series that they had it. And so it's yeah. time to go. And now watch what they're doing. They are acquiring so many more picks. They are acquiring so many ways to get these guys that they didn't have in the first go-around. I mean, the stack of picks is getting taller and taller whenever it's time. Say, okay, now we know for sure we need a four that can shoot. We need this guy that can defend off the bench. We need this, we need this, we need this. They, It's like basically they, they're going to have be able to have a shopping spree because they're, they're going to have yep. more young guys coming in also, I just wonder if you want to have expirings and just space because you're going to possibly draft three, two or three guys next year to come yeah. in. Yeah, and Andrew, one other thing that I was provoking you at the beginning of the podcast, and you definitely passed the test of a true Thunder plan believer, <laughs> um, which is um, you really pass it with um, A+. plus. Great. Um, but also, like, even if Edwards was on the table, Mm-hmm. For for little or a few assets, or maybe even like one of your young guys, to me, like today, it's unlikely that Chet and J Dub are going to be better than Edwards in three years. Yeah. But can you can you say with certainty that they will be not? Like it's 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 also important to understand that. Even if the next CBA is not going to uh, restrict OKC to sign all their guys, it's still important to keep the spending under control. And these guys, if they play the same way they did in their rookie season, yeah, they will be maxed out or close to that. Yeah, definitely. And and so also this part is going to be important to keep in mind. And that is why you explore at least for another season. And if they are ready. Believe me and believe Andrew because he has the same opinion. They will go for it. If mm-hmm. this team shows that they can compete to the highest level in the Western Conference, win 46-48, battled in the first and the second round, and look ready to be the next great thing, and there is a lack of physicality at the four that they can't, like they try to put J-Dub on, on Aaron Gordon and he destroys him. Yeah. Or something like that, or Anthony Davis, and he just dismantle him. Then they will think to address that. Yep. If they find the right guy, mm-hmm. and maybe they will not find the right guy immediately. Denver used Jeremy Grant, same pro- prototype, 
of the Aaron Gordon player. Mm -hmm. And then they found Aaron Gordon. Controlled, right price, right moment, no rush. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I'm sure, and then I'll, I'll, I'll let you go. Um, I'm sure that Aaron Gordon was on Denver's rather from a long time. Mm -hmm. Prying him away from Orlando a year before was probably too costly. Said, okay, there was a cheaper option here. Let's try Jeremy Grant. It cost us very little. We try him out one year, and if it's great, good. So be patient, be like looking forward to what you really need, and, and then try out. And this is something that obviously can do with all the assets yeah, and the time. Yep. No question. Yeah. Spot on. I think that's the direction that this is all heading in. And I know that we can get kind of caught up in other things and especially the, all the picks and expiring contracts, you can definitely imagine something happening there. And I'm not saying like that's completely like a 0% possibility. I would just say like the odds are very, 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 very low. That's something like that happens. Yeah. And it's more about, the assets acquired and the flexibility than it is about necessarily trading for somebody else that makes a lot of money. Like Tyler heroes being mentioned in the chat. Like, I don't think the thunder are going to be in the market for Tyler hero. I would not, I would expect that to be an absolute no on that. Um, I mean, they just acquired a guard in case on Wallace, they have several guards on the team. They want to develop Tyler hero. If you acquire Tyler hero, it's like, you're basically cutting out Kaysan's role. Like, that's not going to happen. Yeah. So you just have to think about it. Like, what have they done? And how do, how can you accentuate what these guys do? And if there's a trade out there for a player that perfectly accentuates what they do, that is on the timeline, then sure. Otherwise, I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh, okay, I got to go. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you guys have a great day. We'll have more content coming to you guys this week. We will have content from Vegas for you as well uh, and come hang out Saturday the 8th at 4 o'clock at the uh, MGM Grand at the Sportsbook if you're going to be in Vegas come hang out with us there hope you guys have a great day and we'll talk to you guys again on Wednesday